Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Motherland takes us into the heart of the planet's busiest maternity hospital in one of the world's poorest and most populous countries, the Philippines. The film's viewer, like an unseen outsider, dropped unobtrusively into the hospital's stream of activity, passes through hallways and enters rooms and listens to in on conversations. At first, the surrounding people are strangers, but as the film continues, it's an absorbing, intimate rendering of the women at the heart of an increasingly familiar story, and they become increasingly familiar as well. Three women, Leah, Aria, and Lerma, emerge to share their stories with other mothers, their families, doctors, and social workers. That is the story behind the film, the documentary film Motherland, and the director, Ramona Diaz, is we have with us today. Ramona, welcome to film school. Oh, thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Um, and uh, now you have done other films uh, where the uh, the subject, the setting, was the Philippines. Um, yes. Well, when did you become aware of the Jose Fabella Hospital? Um, uh, actually, when I, I was in the Philippines researching a film, uh, another film, which also had to do with reproductive health and mm-hmm. reproductive justice, um, and while researching that film, I was in Manila. Someone told me to visit Fabella Hospital just as research, you know, because I was um, uh, Fabella is known as a baby factory in the Philippines. So they said you might there might be something there. Who, who knows? Not you know, not a film, but just uh, as, uh, as I said, research. So I did, um, and of course, the minute I visited, I was like so drawn to the space, to the hospital, to the stories of the women. That I completely, um, not not completely changed the film, but com- uh, uh, sort of uh, changed the focus mm. of the film. Uh, you know, the, all the themes are still the same. You know, I'm still de- dealing with the same themes I was interested in, yeah. which was, as I said, reproductive health, reproductive, uh, reproductive justice, women's rights, uh, um, maternal health. So all that is still present, but it's just now in this uh, one space. I think by making a film about uh, Fabelia, I still tackled all the things I wanted to tackle. Yeah. So that's how I became familiar, and that's how the, the, the motherland w- was born, actually. And it, you do it in the in and it in one of those uh, the approach and the and the way that it comes out in motherland. It is uh, it's it is part of the story. These women are presented with all kinds of different options throughout the process. Once they're in the hospital, obviously they're pregnant, they're, they're giving birth, but there is a, uh, unmistakable, uh, sense from the, the women who work in the hospital to counsel these women to take control of them, of their bodies. And I, yes. I, that was really heartening to see amidst all of this. And I, I want to make sure we give proper weight to just what a crazy, uh, situation it is, and is it is the most by I'm sure by square foot the most popular place to have a baby maybe on the planet, right? With that, <laughs> yes, yeah. I mean, it, it it's you know it, yeah um it's, it's organized chaos, you know. But 
the staff and the nurses and the interns and the doctors, the caregivers seem to have it all under control, although it's seeming chaos. You know, it still works. It still functions. Women give birth there. They leave with their babies, you know. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it is amazing. It's a wonder. It's, it's, It's a wonder to observe. Well, well, that's really? yeah, that's it, and that's what's so fun about watching Motherland. That is that you have the sense of all the things you just described. You have a sense of just how many people are coming through there, the kind of organized chaos, and the c- compassion and caring of the staff. It, it, it under the circumstances, it's 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 a it's had to have been a challenge for for them, or there there's certain they've just come to uh, embrace the chaos, and then still able the the women who who are there to give care. But it is a uh, it is a at times shocking to watch, but at the same time very intimate, very very in- yeah. very inviting uh, situation, and th- it's it's kind of a tough love too at the same time, right? Yeah, you know the um, the staff, the nurses, and the caregivers have been there for. I mean, the average average tenure of um, the nurses is like twenty five years. Oh my God, I mean they've been there for a long time. It's a it's a secure government job because Fabella is a, a public hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, so they they know their stuff. And like you said, it is tough love. They know how to handle, all, you know, all these women coming and going. Um, they've done it for so long. and But they still do it with such care. And I think, um, you know, I'm always asked what surprised me. And I think what really surprised me was, you know, seemingly these uh, women, the patients are numbers, right? All the beds have numbers, and they're called by numbers, yeah. really not by their names. But yeah. when you get down to the nitty-gritty, to the care, these uh, the, the nurses and the doctors know about these women, you know? They, they know how many children they've had, that they should maybe uh, think of family planning, that they should go to college. I mean, they know them in such intimate terms, and the, the care is very, very personal, um, so that's what really surprised me because when you really look, it's like, it's such a personal intimate yeah. space. Like, you, like you said, it's not cold at all, No, you know? Yeah. And it's not modern in any barely in any sense of the word. I mean, they have enough facilities and they have enough equipment to make sure that the women are taken care of in, in, in ways right. that are appropriate for their, for their situation. But there's not a whole lot. There's no frills at, at all. And um, no, I, I think no. I think you set the film up very nicely at the very beginning. One of the first things we see is the the uh, woman. Is that Leah that's coming in? Who, who's uh, the questionnaire? Is she's filling out the questionnaire for her? I can't remember right now. If, yeah. yeah. Um, well, uh, Leah. Uh, yeah, there. Uh, she's receiving one of her uh, twin babies, right? Is that what you? No, no. When, were the, referring the, to the very beginning. They're going. They're. they're oh, they're, yeah. They're, that, that's uh, another woman. Okay. Who, you know, I just wanted to set up. Uh, I, I thought, uh, you know, that intake. Yes. It's called an intake interview. Set up the situation clearly. Yes, but it it's did. just one of the women who, you know, yeah. came in to give birth. Yeah, and yeah. it does set it. It sets it up. And so I think right now it'd be a good. I think this is a good point in which to sort of set up or talk about the Philippines and this and the setting, this essentially the context for the film. Right. Uh, uh, and I have the stats in front of me. I'm sure you probably know them by heart, but the Philippines. Not, you know, I, I <laughs> oh, know ahead. them sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> probably you know them better now. You know, when you're making a film, you know it by heart. And yeah. Then, uh, at some point, you 
you, you start uh, because I've started my next film. I'm deeply into that film now. So, oh, okay. Well, uh, let me run. Let me, let me run through some of them. The Philippines is okay. one of the most populous countries in the world. In fact, it's the twelfth most populous country in the world. Uh, the birth rate is among the highest uh, in the world. Uh, over two million births per year in a country that has a hundred and about 103 million people. Um, it is a predominantly, and that's an understatement, predominantly a Catholic country, which I think also very much plays into the context of this film. Right. 86% of the po country's population is Catholic. And at the Jose Fabella Hospital, it averages 60 deliveries a day, as much as 100 in a 24-hour period. As a point of comparison, the busiest and largest maternity hospital in Europe, which would be the National Maternity Hospital in Dublin, averages 25. And here in the United right. States, the Winnie Palmer Hospital in Florida averages 54 deliveries a day. So it is a staggering amount. The, uh, the teen pregnancy rate in uh, the Philippines is among the highest in any Asian country. One in 10 Philippine women between 15 and 19 is already a mother. I think we've laid it out. So <laughs> this, right, is, right. this is the <laughs> setting under which we see all of these women. So, um, and I know that in your films and in your life, you're very much about this, the issue of women and women being in control of their, of their bodies and in their lives. Yeah. Uh, tell me how you feel your, your film plays uh, into what, what uh, your, your sort of your belief system is, uh, is uh, about. Oh, you know, I'm all for agency, right? Yeah. <laughs> Women's agency over their bodies, especially right. over choices. I'm for educating women about their bodies, right. which um, doesn't happen in the Philippines. So that's why the film, you know, that's why what you see in the film happens. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and um, yeah, I'm uh, I'm for that. That's a, well, that's why I think I, I wanted to make the film. Right. Um, to talk about this, not, not not like talk about those issues like in a regular interview fashion, but just to show um, uh, what all the policies really mean, right? Right. Because my first film was really about policy, the policy reproductive health. It was a reproductive health bill that was coursing through the Philippine um, uh, 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 Congress. And I was interested in actually documenting the culture and social drama around it, but mm -hmm. Um, that didn't seem to gel, and and that's why I, I did, and that's why when I saw Fabella, it just all came together for me as a film. But um, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, it, it is, and I I think we, I I mentioned it earlier. Uh, it it is the the women who are most directly in it, well the 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 staff at, at Fabella are. Are, seem to be determined to kind of swim upstream for what I assume most of the women coming in there have only lived lives that have, or mostly their lives have been sort of dictated either by a relationship with a man or or by the Catholic Church. Would, would that or be? Or by their, their their parents as well. And their, their parents, yeah. Yeah. And so, um, so for them to yeah. hear about uh, IUDs and, and birth control and those kind of uh, lega li ligation, yeah, you could hear it and see it in their faces that they're not really quite sure what to make of all of it. Yeah, and you know, it's just, it's a combination of um, mis um, uh, no education and misinformation, and uh, also superstition and uh, and faith 
you know, the church mm-hmm. and also, um, you know, the role of women in the country. Um, if you notice, it's very interesting, those um, those family planning sessions, as I call them in the film, mm-hmm. is that there's never any question or doubt that they can turn the man down, right? It's always when you go home, you know, your husband, boyfriend, whatever, your partner will want to have sex with you again. So you must protect yourself. Mm-hmm. There's never any, like, conversation about well you can say no if you right if you <laughs> don't feel like it that's not, it's not part of the conversation yeah. because uh and that's very cultural and um and easily missed i think if um because it's um if you're not part of the culture yeah. but 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 it's interesting and that's where you know um these wonderful uh nurses are doing their best and you're right they're swimming uphill um, but then again, because of the culture, because of, you know, belief systems, there never is that, that conversation about when to say no, right? Right. But you can't say no. Right. It's just, it's about protecting themselves right. from having more babies. Well, let me ask you, because the, the Philippines is, uh, has a history, a, an intimate history with the United States, uh, going yeah. going back 150 to almost 200, probably close to 200 years now, with, with the Spanish American War, which that's how we call it. It's even though, right, even though it really was about the <laughs> the Philippines, and it's such a weird way of framing things. But uh, that, and then of course the influence of uh, the GIs being in the Philippines from in World yeah, War the II, bases. the bases yeah. and all that. I know that uh, Zubik Bay and all the different. We have had a huge footprint in the Philippines for many, many years, and I, I don't know this to be the fact, but I, I'm going to assume that our initial uh, foray into the Philippines has something to do with the Catholicism that now um, is such a part of the culture there. Um, I may be wrong um, about or the Spanish. Yeah, government. not really. I mean, it's the Spaniards, right, right, who, right, right. who were there before um, the United States, so... Uh, to to sum up, usually um, we sum up uh, the our colonial experience by saying it was 400 years in a convent and 40 years in Hollywood. <laughs> it's a colonial experience of the Philippines because that's really what it was. Okay. It was we were under colonial Spanish colonial rule for 400 years, and yeah. you know that's where the Catholicism. But it's very much like a South American country in Asia. <laughs> Because I believe it's the only Catholic country in in, in Southeast Asia. That's uh, for sure. Um, so uh, yeah, so it, it's it's interesting. It's an interesting history that way. But from the U.S., what's really the legacy of the of the U.S. presence was um, education, public mm-hmm. education. Mm-hmm. So the public education system in the Philippines is very much set up like the public education system in the U.S. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest legacy. And the language. I mean, yes. you know, you, you uh, a lot of um, uh, people speak English before they do um, Tagalog or Filipino, which is a problem, right, for cultural identity, national identity. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that's been going on. For, I mean, it's still going on. Well, so you're, you're absolutely right. The Spaniards brought Catholicism. The United States brought that version of, of public education, because it is interesting to hear them talking about, are you going to high school, which is, I think, a, a fairly American thing, the, the, right. the division of the different segments of schooling. Uh, that, And then also um, one other thing that is is sort of looming and may not, I don't know how much of an impact that the, the current leadership of, 
of the Philippines with uh, President Duterte is having on uh, any sort of uh, social movement towards what you are uh, all about. Is yeah. that helping, impeding, or what's, what is Well, that? you know, President Duterte obviously is such a controversial figure, you know, mm-hmm. right now. And he's such a, uh, you know, he, he's divisive and uh, polarizing. But on the, on, on the one hand, right? I mean, the drug war is like a deal breaker for me when it comes to President Duterte. But on the other hand, he's very much for the reproductive health bill. Okay. He wants it to be implemented because, okay, this reproductive health bill that I had wanted to film, mm-hmm. right, but didn't, uh, actually became law. So it passed. Okay. But it's now in the courts because uh, um, the church is fighting it. But, you know, it's, very, it's a very simple bill, actually. To me, seemingly simple. It gives access to contraception to everyone, you know, rich, poor, everyone. Um, access to contraception, um, early um, uh, sex education in the early years, I think starting fourth grade, and maternal health, right? Um, um, prenatal health, okay. health care. Seemingly, you know, straightforward, but because it's a very Catholic country, the, the, the church is very powerful. They fought against the bill, but it passed anyway. But now they've taken it to the courts. So now it's in the legal system and... No, you know, even if it's a bill, no one has really funded it. There's no political will to go against the church. So now here comes President Duterte saying, no, 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 I want that, I want that bill implemented and funded. And now I'm not, you know, I'm not so sure he's pro-women. I think he's more anti-church than he is pro-women okay. because he said some really misogynistic things. Well, yeah, but, okay, um, yes, definitely yeah. he has. Well, well, that's interesting. Yeah. Now, and you bring up another point then, just how political, politi- overtly political is the Catholic Church? Is, is this something unusual for them to step out and, and uh, challenge, or is this kind of business as usual for them? Well, it's business as usual. When, you know, um, they've, uh, yeah, they come out, they're a political force for sure. Oh, um, yeah, they do. They they do step into the political realm. I'm just curious how it manifests itself. There are just legislators who carry their water. Is that kind of what happens? Yes, yeah. absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Interesting. Yeah. And and yeah, the- and, and historically, you know, like um, I don't know if you when uh, the the dictatorship of President uh, Marcos was disintegrating right during mm-hmm. the last days. It was the cardinal who came out and urged people to protest against the dictator oh. in, in those, you know, and that, that made a big difference. He came out and said, you must, we must go out in the street. Oh. They're doing that again with the Duterte. So they are a force to contend with. They're very powerful. Okay. It's so, yeah. you're absolutely right. It's so interesting. I never thought about it in the context of, of Asia, uh, just what you said about uh, the uh, Catholicism in, in, a, in, a, in, that, in the Philippines is, uh, an anomaly within Asia, but uh, yeah. interesting, interesting. Well, I'm curious whether or not, by the way, I want to remind our listeners, we're speaking with Ramona Diaz, and she is the director. And what other roles did you have? In the, I'm sure you had a ton of different hats on. Uh, I'm also a producer, writer, and co-editor. Of the film Motherland, and it is an award-winning film. It won the winner of the World Cinema Documentary Special Jury Award for Commanding Vision at last year's Sundance Film Festival. Has the yep. film been screened in the Philippines? No, it has not. It will be screened later this year. Um, they wanted to screen it earlier, but I, I, I want to be there for the premiere, and I haven't been able to. It's just been so busy for me with this film. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think end of December 
we're going to screen it in the Philippines. Excellent. And, um, yeah. and well, just among uh, colleagues, uh, fellow Filipinos, uh, what has been the reaction? Sort of gen- I know the general reaction has been very good. The reviews have been fantastic. I think you're... Are you 100% on Rotten Tomatoes? It's, yes, uh, yeah, we yeah. are. Yay. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> we are 100%. Yes. So, the, the, you know, it's funny. The, the, the beast that has that uh, Rotten Tomatoes has become, but sometimes <laughs> it's it's a good beast. Uh, it is. It, it, <laughs> it is like 100%. Absolutely. <laughs> As, well, it, it, to me, I, I don't... I, well, I'm not going to get off on a Rotten Tomatoes rant because, but I, I always, it's always a, it's always a mixed thing. You have to actually read some of the reviews to know whether or not they actually are are positive or negative. And oftentimes, films that are controversial or very polarizing, uh, you, you just, it's not a good barometer. But in this case, it is. <laughs> so, oh, thank you. <laughs> it is. It's truly a really, I, 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 from the, I mean, I'm the way you introed the film and the way we get into it. Uh, it, it is for the first few minutes, like, where am I? What is going on? And then it isn't long before you start to settle into a rhythm, a rhythm of the hospital, a yeah. rhythm of the workers. But that initial five, 10 minutes or so, it's like, oh, my God, this is just insane. What's going on? And <laughs> Well, that's exactly um, <laughs> my experience of the hospital when I visited it. Mm-hmm. I, I was just dropped into this space, and I'm like, what the heck is going on here? <laughs> and that's the same experience I wanted the audience to have. But after a while, you sort of get your sea legs, right? And yeah. then you realize, okay, yeah. I get it. I get what's going on. And then it starts making sense. And it's a wonder, right? That right. it starts making sense. So that's thank you for saying that because that's really the experience I want the well, audiences to have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it, it's immersive. That's a, a good word to, to, to use. In thank describe, you. Describe your film. <clears throat> and... Um, what was it like at Sundance for you? That must have been a pretty special time. Yeah, it is special. You know, it is. Um, it's Sundance, so it's a little crazy. And um, it's the first, you know, audiences for the film. You never know how it's going to be received. So, but you know, we got an award out of the festival, so it's it, all good. Yeah, it's all good. Well, my, my it was great a, festival. This was my last year was my first time there, and I was completely uh, confused. I was wandering around with no idea. <laughs> it's what like to going do. to Fabella Memorial Hospital. <laughs> it is. It is. You're right. It was. I'm like, God, what, what am I doing? Why am I here? Uh, <laughs> so, uh, well, I thoroughly enjoyed the film, uh, and I just want people. Thank you to, so much. Uh, it, Yes, very much so, and I want audiences, my my listeners, to know that this you'll have you'll have fun. I mean, it, you really exactly. Do, you Thank you for saying that because people, you know, when they read what it's about, they're like, oh, they think it's all grim and like uh, I, I don't know and dark. It really isn't because uh, someone, a friend of mine who saw it, you know, uh, who saw it recently said. You know, I, I, I laughed out loud. I yeah. was surprised. I said, yeah, you're supposed to. <laughs> yeah, because the women are funny. And they're funny about, they have to be funny. Otherwise, it's a, it's a very tough life, right? I think humor really saves them. Yeah. Uh, and it, so you're laughing along with them, not at them. Yeah. I mean, there are pathos certainly here. I mean, the women sure. who are struggling with, you know, what to do, how they're going to, you know, kind of the dawning realization that, oh, my God, for the woman who had the the, the twins as leah i believe who's had yeah. the twins this kind of dawning realization that i have to take 
going to have to take care of two <laughs> yeah. babies now. And so there's that part of it. But at the same time, and thank God for women. This is what I so appreciate about women. I, I, I'm one of uh, a family of four. And I have three sisters. My mom had three sisters. And, ah. and two of my three sisters have three daughters. So I am surrounded <laughs> by women. And what I appreciate about so much about the, th- that is the is the humanity and yeah. also in the in the, in the with faced with daunting uh, challenges in the, in their lives they somehow find a way to make it work and i really don't think men are all that capable of doing that <laughs> and and i just think and this is a perfect example of how that plays itself out in ways that are so human and so uh so uh um, an affirmation of life it is true oh, thank you uh, well, you're welcome, and thank you. No, thank you. Yeah, thank you for Such the kind f- words. Oh, thanks. Uh, the film. Let's once again. The film is Motherland, and the director Ramona Diaz. And I uh, thank you so much for being here on film. Oh, School. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.